This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Adam Sandler, the Sandman, has Guelph in a tizzy. He went and uh, had himself a meal at Milestones in Guelph. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> he is shooting that movie in Toronto. I see they were doing casting calls earlier this year looking for people in Toronto. Yeah. Looking for people who uh, who have bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah experience or look like they may attend a bat mitzvah. So, because they can't put Jewish? <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess so. What are we doing? <laughs> I guess so. The, the movie is called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, and it's being filmed uh, uh, right now in the Alora area. Jim, what can you tell us about the town of Alora? Uh, it's a lovely town. The Alora Mill is a nice spot. It's like the, the hotel and spa. Small town, but it's like a quaint kind of artsy romantic kind of place. getaway. Absolutely, weekend. It's a little pricey. I've been there a couple of times. And, woo, wasn't my choice, but it worked because you're engaged now. True, true. And they have like a nice restaurant there. It's the Alora Gorge. It's a beautiful, beautiful scenery, like the kind of small waterfalls, and yeah, it's a nice spot. Nice hiking. Haven't hiked. I did go to the slots. <laughs> I hiked. I remember when I said I walked to the slots. I hiked to the slots. Okay, like so a, they've, like they've a got a nice night. casino as well. Yeah, it's in a strip mall. I wouldn't say it's the nicest part of Alora, but there's plenty of other nice but spots. But hold on, you went to Alora, and instead of go, going to walk and enjoy the nature of the gorge, you walked to the casino in a strip mall. Yeah, it was 12.30 a.m. My girlfriend was sleeping, and I was, I was wired. <laughs> I said, you know what, I'm going to be a degenerate gambler, and I won a $300, so okay. there we go. Well, you could get yourself a nice meal at Milestones in Guelph True. with that kind of money. <laughs> Man, if I, was, uh, if I was in that area at all, I would just be playing pickup basketball every afternoon, hoping that Sandler would show up, because you know he loves playing pickup with random people. Right. You know it's going to happen Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say, hoping he'd discover you. You and take you to the NBA like he did with that player in Hustle. <laughs> but you just want to play because he'll, he'll show up at gyms, he'll show up at public courts and just start shooting hoops with, with fans, with people playing there. Totally. Yeah. The, the staff at Milestones in Guelph said he was an absolute beautiful gentleman. He took a picture with everybody. Uh, the manager said he had to run back and let, oh my God, Adam Sandler's here. Everyone act cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's one of those, I mean, like an icon. Mm-hmm. Case in point, he went out for dinner and it's a news story. <laughs> and we know he's in Ontario. Yeah. But if he came into a restaurant I was in, I'd be pumped. Totally. If you got a selfie with Adam Sandler, it would be a big day for you. And he's one of those guys where I've heard nobody say a bad thing about him. Working on set with him, you know, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. One fan said he was downtown near City Hall in Guelph. Some big black SUVs rolled up and the window came down. Excuse me, where's the best steakhouse in town? And Guelph is going to allow Milestones to take that crowd? Milestones is great. I like Milestones. Don't get me wrong. I'm just shocked that that would be the best steakhouse. Best steakhouse in town. Apparently, Milestones, according to the guy, the random guy on the street (laughs) (laughs) who who told Adam Sandler that. And uh, yeah, good for the staff. They're all smiles here. As Sandler visited, had some food, and continues to film, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. In the Guelph area. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
This is a crazy moment. You know, the uh, the Prime Minister of England stepped down, right? Mm-hmm. Boris Johnson, he's out. So they're looking for a new one. And part of the process is having televised debates. The presenter, her name's Kate McCann, during a pres- uh, uh, Prime Minister debate in England last night, went down, fainted on live television. Listen carefully and see if you can pinpoint the moment where she faints. He's not going to stop that. He's going to challenge the freedom and democracy. Oh did waiting, you, did waiting. You pick it up? <laughs> Sound like a ruler went flying and a bunch of stuff went flying. How crazy is that? That's a, she went down. We've talked about this before. I've never fainted. You've never fainted either. No. I've seen people faint though. It's freaky. Yeah. Because your full body weight just like you're gone. And you go down. Yeah, it's scary when you see like a head snap back, you know, just depending on how you fall. Like you could actually do, uh, I mean, easily get a concussion, if not more. I have an aunt who fainted. She's a school teacher and she fainted, hit her head off a file cabinet and still has concussion, uh, uh, you know, aftermath from that. Yeah, totally. But Kate McCann is doing okay. You couldn't see her faint on TV, but you did see one of the candidates kind of go into shock. Oh, in shock he didn't go, yes, down one, four no. more to go. One of the candidates was off, was on screen when the presenter went down. So you hear her talking here. He's not going to stop that. He's going to challenge the freedom and democracy. Jeez. Sounds like the entire set collapsed. <laughs> yeah, like 14 things fell over with her. They went right to a commercial break. When they returned, they explained that, uh, you know, maybe it's a, in, in everyone's best interest that we just postpone this thing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> What's up? Debris from massive Chinese booster rocket could fall to Earth early next week. Oh, great. <laughs> Uh, article Again? here. Yeah, I know. Didn't this just happen? Wasn't there something that we were worried about landing on us from yeah. outer space a couple months ago? Well, I think it was over. I think it was over a year ago or close to it. And and then we were like tracking, and it was like, is it gonna fall on New York or Toronto? And it just fell in the ocean. Yeah, but broke it was up on reentry. Yeah, and it was a Chinese rocket though too as well. Twenty three ton Long March five B rocket. If you're a rocket person, that means something to you. It's a lot of tons. Uh, yeah, twenty three tons. Oof, mm-hmm. bonk. That would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is hurtling towards the Earth's atmosphere, and it's anyone's guess. The old roulette wheel, <laughs> rocket debris. What numbers are going to land on? Uh, nobody knows exactly where it's going to land. Uh, it will break up as it enters the atmosphere, according to experts. Some chunks, possibly quite large, will reach the Earth's surface, according to those who know what they're talking about. Quite large. This is too vague for me to feel comfortable. 23 tons is quite large. One ton, I would say, still quite large. (laughs) And also, something one pound careening to Earth, (laughs) no matter how small, is still going to hurt. Glowing, glowing red hot as it (laughs) re-enters the atmosphere. Uh, China has uh, blamed the West for hyping up fears over the rocket re-entry and has accused the United States and NASA uh, of acting against their conscience, conscience and being anti-intellectual. 
So they're saying, everybody just relax. You know, space junk re-enters the atmosphere all the time. Do you personally know anybody who's been hit by some? No. Not Donnie Darko. Oh, no, wait, that was a <laughs> that plane. Was an airplane, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it's coming. <laughs> or is it? Yeah. I mean, last time, if we never would have heard about it in the news, nobody ever would have known that there was anything right. re-entering anyway. I'm just looking for an estimated time of arrival on this thing. They don't have it in the article, unfortunately. Do you want to know? Early next week is the best we got. So live your best life, <laughs> just in case. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Is this guy a genius? Or is this tacky? Man in England got his Tesco supermarket club card QR code tattooed on the inside of his wrist so he'd never forget it when he went shopping. <laughs> so this would be the equivalent in Canada of getting your, like, your PC points card. Sure, yeah, your optimum, optimum your, points. Your optimum points uh, QR code tattooed on your arm. I'm always forgetting that thing. But don't you always keep it in your wallet? And you need your wallet to pay. No, I don't. Too many cards. So get, you, yeah, so you got to thin the herd. I, I I don't like a Costanza wallet. I like a thin profile. So uh, I, I I think it's in the console in my car. But whoever remembers, I don't even remember to bring reusable bags into oh, the yeah, grocery yeah. store, even though they're in my trunk. <laughs> right. Uh, but here's this guy talking about. Uh, his his idea and he's actually testing it out he's got the tattoo of the qr code for the supermarket is it gonna work tattooing the club cards on ben's wrist because he's so forgetful he forgets yeah, to take it to his shop with him the question is is it gonna work yes yeah. it actually worked <laughs> it worked oh my how dude that is crazy I, like i don't know how defined you can make those lines in the tattoo because it's got to be very accurate like one little mistake yeah. is uh, be a completely different qr code but i go to restaurants i try to use the qr code menu 50 percent of the times it doesn't even work on my phone printed in a menu so the fact that this worked on his arm, I am shocked. You don't want to uh, you don't want a bargain shop when it comes for, uh, to a tattoo artist when you're getting a QR code done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's you for pay sure. Premium. Well, I think you do a whole sleeve now. You got the PC optimum points. Sure, sure. Triangle rewards. Triangle <laughs> rewards. You got your air miles, your yeah. aeroplan. Costco club swipe. <laughs> Winner's home sense. <laughs> Hold on, let me roll up my sleeve. Can you get at my scene points there? Oh, I thought you were going to roll up the rim up there. That's how you get into the Tim <laughs> yeah, That's right. Here's my Tim Hortons rewards <laughs> right on the shoulder. Not a bad idea. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This is a story from London. Article in the London Free Press. A woman who went away on vacation returned home to find that her front yard had been vandalized, or so she thought. She had... What she felt was a beautiful perennial garden growing on the front portion of her property between the sidewalk and the road, right? Mm -hmm. And when she got home from vacation, everything was gone. Her name's Susan McKee. She called uh, a counselor who suggested calling a bylaw officer, so she made some more calls, left some voicemails. Eventually, she got a message back saying, Susan, if you call here again, we're going to call the police. She then received a $125 bylaw ticket. And she came to the realization, hold on a second. 
I, this wasn't vandals. The city came and cut down all my beautiful perennial plants while I was gone. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a reason to get outraged. I mean, listen, if somebody does something to your lawn and you didn't ask for it, and if the bylaw people knew that this was a perennial lawn or a perennial garden, quote-unquote, then then the city absolutely overstepped a line. But I have a problem with these perennial gardens to begin with. Why is if that, you don't know, Because if you don't know what they are, if you're listening, they're basically like these uh, overgrown... Uh, yeah. lawns that are apparently good for the bees. That's kind of why I'm giggling. I'm looking at this picture of, of this garden that she's so upset that the city trimmed, and it looks like you just she just let everything grow, and, you know, there's no pruning, there's no trimming going on. It is just an overgrown mess to the uneducated observer. Yeah, allegedly, it looks it's indistinguishable from a house that you may think is abandoned. It's it's terrible. Yes, and in the article, it's talking like she's been tending and manicuring this garden for twenty years. There is no manicuring or tending going on here at all. It's overgrowing onto the sidewalk. Like if you were taking the 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 weed whacker and like trimming a nice line down there, or you put a small fence around it, or that you showed like you were pruning or doing something, I would give you the benefit of the doubt. But you're literally just. Letting it overgrow it. It looks awful. Yeah, the procrastinator in me thinks it's a, a fantastic idea. I'm kind of on board for this trend because what, what is the argument here? That it's good for the bees? It's good for the bees and that if you do nothing, you're a hero. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to mow it's your lawn anymore. It's the only way to be a, a hero with not only doing nothing, but doing less than you would normally have to do to maintain your property. And from my problem with the the people who are so for their... Because I've seen some good ones where they're kind of maintained and it's kind of grown up and it's not like a typical garden. There's grass and stuff in there. But there's like a little white like w- widget gate around it or something and okay. people kind of maintain them. So the bees still get what, they're, what they need. And, and it's not an eyesore. Yeah, and the neighbor aren't complaining about but it. But if you love bees so darn much, grow it in your backyard. Or wait, <laughs> oh, you don't want to use your backyard for that? Or you don't want bees flying around your backyard? Well, how do you feel about your neighbors walking by the bee-infested shrubbery going on in your front yard? Like, honestly, I, I hate these things. I know it's good for the planet, but I'm sick of them. Yeah. <laughs> Be a hero by doing nothing. That's a good point, Jim. It's like if somebody, um, like if I said, you know what? All those shampoos and soaps are terrible for the environment, so I'm going to stop showering. And then I have to sit in the same room as you and be like, dude. And you know what? <laughs> toilet paper is such a waste. <laughs> it's kill- Toilet paper is killing the planet, so I'm no longer going to wipe my butt either, Jim. D- d- buy a bidet. <laughs> Clean your butt. No, that's just a waste of water. <laughs> I refuse to waste any water. I will not be showering or wiping my butt anymore (laughs) or mowing my lawn because I love bees. I'm a hero. Talking about this story out of London, a woman went on vacation. She came back and was shocked, quote, shocked to see that the city had shown up while she was gone and cut all the plants in her front yard, her perennial garden, as they're calling them. Uh, good for the bees, good for the the, the nature, <laughs> and a bit of an eyesore, uh, according to the neighbors. So the city came, cut down all of these plants in between her sidewalk and the curb. She is outraged, and she's complained to 
uh, counselors, bylaw officers. She's not happy about it. We're asking you what you guys think about this. The city overstepped their bounds. Should this woman relax a little bit? Let's go to the phones. Hey, Taz and Jim. And I think I'm, I think I'm in the same boat as uh, as Jim. You know, there's there's perennial gardens that are well maintained, and then there's other ones that are just way too overgrown. Yeah, like this whole perennial garden thing seems like an excuse for people who are just super lazy. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I, I think there's people who can who have them that have maintained them very well that have small like decorations throughout it, pathways, they're doing their pruning. But then there's other ones you see that are just yeah, it's it's an overgrown mess. Kind of reminds me of like those service dogs or like the uh, per- personal support dogs. There are some people who need them, use them properly, and then other people, it's just very convenient. Yeah, they abuse the privilege. Yeah, absolutely. I, and 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 I don't know if you guys followed in the news recently, but there was a case up in Smith Falls um, where there was a it was a well maintained perennial uh, lawn, and uh, and they they ended up having to take it to the Supreme Court and ended up winning there basically be able to prove that they had, it was a well-maintained and, and not an overgrown mess. Yeah, it's there on yeah. purpose. Like, w- the stuff growing in their yard, they want to be growing there. It's not just, ah, this is, I'm not going to do anything and see what pops up. <laughs> this is like, it's yeah, growing exactly. over the curb, onto the road, onto the laneway, onto the sidewalk. Like, it hasn't been touched. Uh-oh, Jim. Are we on the wrong side of history here? Because uh, we're getting some... <laughs> We got some hate mail Yep, we got some hate mail There's a few messages coming in People very upset that We're talking about perennial gardens And we're not In love with the idea 100% Yeah well, you guys obviously aren't gardeners, is the text that came in. It's attitudes like yours that are killing this planet, and you call it ugly. I call your weed-filled mode, quote-unquote, lawn super ugly. And maybe read the article. She already proved these are cultivated, pollinator-friendly plants she worked hard on and paid good money for. So I sent a picture of it that was taken by the city workers, and it's an absolute mess. Plus, the vast majority of texts that are coming in are talking about how that area is always city property. Between the sidewalk and the road. Yes. So is this all for nothing? I'm surprised that wasn't pointed out directly in the article I read. It seems obvious now that the texts are coming in. but Yeah, um, you looked to get a tree removed on your property, and they had to look in yeah. to how close it was to the sidewalk because there is some uh, leeway on either side of the sidewalk, I believe. Exactly. That's city property. And if that tree was coming down, it would be the city's expense, and they would have to pay for it. So then, therefore, it's the city's right to chop down the perennial garden if it's on there, too? I don't know. Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock? It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. NFL preseason. Starts in under two weeks. Why is Aaron Rodgers cosplaying as Nicolas Cage at training camp? Because Aaron Rodgers is a loser who just demands our attention. I'm just kidding. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers looks like. Every year he's got something. This year it's Nick Cage. Good for him. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hold on. Are you okay? Do you now? hate Aaron Rodgers or Nick Cage? Where is this really coming? I from? love Nick Cage. I mean, <laughs> I want Aaron Rodgers to stay away from my beloved Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the best. I have no issues with Nick Cage. I have massive issues with Aaron Rodgers, who just seems to be desperate for attention. He wants everyone to love him and hug him and kiss him and just talk about him. Oh, everyone's got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I feel like Deb was on vacation last week. You know when you come back from vacation midweek, you start feeling the grind again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything makes you mad. Yeah. You, you wishing you were at the cottage still there, bud? <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> Jim, what's uh, you were saying something about yeah. knowing... I think he showed up to training camp or there was something. It was last year around this time where he showed up somewhere and he was also looking real greasy. Not not super close to Nicolas Cage on Conair, but I remember being part of a Twitter thread where I said he looked like Nicolas Cage on Conair and a couple other people said he looked like that too. And I think he this year, after getting the flack, he came dressed as Nick Cage for real as yeah. a joke. Like I think he knows because he's got like the white tank top on. Right. The exact the, the same blue long jeans, hair. the tight blue. Yeah. And he even dropped uh, the uh, the put the bunny in the box no, line. He did. Yeah, he did. <gasps> so put he clearly was trying box. to look like Nicolas Cage from Con Air. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is just the coolest. He doesn't care what we think. He's just the coolest guy out there. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> what else is going on in the world of football as we get closer to uh, kickoff for the preseason? Well, Taz, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed Julio Jones uh, to a one-year contract, so Tom Brady's going to have Julio to throw to. That's a huge uh, get for them. And Tom Brady's old team, uh, the New England Patriots, are really pumping Mac Jones' tires right now. Uh, if anyone's looking ahead to maybe fantasy season, Bill Belichick is really talking up Mac Jones, saying he had a huge offseason and made a dramatic improvement he was the best rookie quarterback last year and they are really pumping up uh, mac jones right now a fun little fact for the new england patriots they have not named an offensive or a defensive coordinator this year bill belichick says he is the head coach he's responsible for everything he's not going to do everything but they're taking a different uh, tact here with the offensive and defensive coordinator rules after they lost josh mcdaniels who left last year to become the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a good reminder. Fantasy season, not that far off. you got to start paying attention to what these players have been doing in the offseason. I'm thinking I might get Nicolas Cage to be my quarterback this year. <laughs> <laughs> Much to Dev's chagrin. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Just in the hallway here. And I bumped into Mark, who works over at our sister station, Fresh Radio. And I kind of got caught up in a conversation with him. He was going on and on about Shark Week on Discovery. Are you watching Shark <laughs> Week, Jim? No, no. I've, I've never been a big Shark Week guy. I know it comes around every year, but I've never really sat down and watched a bunch of uh, shark material. Mark was watching a show called Air Jaws. <laughs> Air Jaws. It's about a shark that plays basketball. Oh, cool. No. It's, it's a, guys who set up cameras, apparently, with some decoys above water, and they just wait for great white sharks to jump out of the water and, mm. and like go for the bait. 
And he's like, oh, you wouldn't believe how high some of these sharks could jump. It's amazing. So great. It is cool, man. Like, yeah, I'm sure high definition, you know, they got the sure, they got sure. pretty incredible cameras nowadays. You capture that, it would be gold. Listen, I saw Free Willy in 1993. I know it's not a shark, it's a killer whale, but we all know they can jump pretty high. Uh, look at this. Look at you. He must have heard us uh, talking about him. His ears were ringing. We've got Mark LaBelle from Fresh Radio here. Hey, Mark. Hey. Uh, I, I heard shark talk, and I heard my name. <laughs> hey, and I, you know what? Like, I just, I, shark Week every year, for some reason, I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And then you turn it on, and instant, like, you have to watch the whole show then. But the Air Jaws, you'd give two thumbs up. You thought uh, it was great. The show is literally just two guys out there filming these sharks jumping out of the water and going every time it's just oh it's the same thing over and over <laughs> but every time it's exciting it never gets old for yeah. so they're in the ball every time oh, it's like the first time they've seen it and they actually made a decoy so they're making these little seal decoys and the one guy comes up with one and patterns it after himself so he's like this kind of ginger guy with a beard and he makes this little decoy that looks well, like him I don't him. like that don't why? make the sharks decoys that look like people <laughs> I don't know get why get the taste for blood yeah get yeah. the sharks jumping out of water and just snatching people out of boats. <laughs> Ginger's look out yeah. on the Atlantic. And he was a little tippy there uh, on the boat sometimes too. So You know, uh, Jaws is coming back to theaters. You guys hear this? No. What? Jaws and IMAX. Okay. I thought you meant like the 3D Jaws, like in Back to the Future. We're still waiting on that, right? Yeah. Where, no, this yeah. is the original summer blockbuster, okay. Jaws. The first okay. Jaws movie is being re-released in theaters on September 2nd. Steven Spielberg helped, you know, obviously restore it and, and uh, transfer it to the IMAX format. A bigger boat. So they've been <laughs> yeah, they, they needed a bigger boat, and yeah. they're going to get one. Yeah, finally. But we, will you go see that? Absolutely. See, that one still holds up. I haven't watched it in a while, but I think... You know, as long as you can't, as long as you don't look too hard and be like, eh, I can see the, you know, the mechanical shark here and there. Yeah, because yeah, on IMAX, it's going to look even clearer. You That's know, when true. you see remastered movies now and it looks worse because, like, <laughs> yeah. you can see what's going on in the background yeah, that you, you never should have seen. Or you can see the stuntman's face. You <laughs> yeah, know yeah. I mean? yeah. Or the wig. The, the you know, the hair looks worse. This is going to blow your mind. Jim has never seen Jaws. What? I've never seen. It's the Why? same. With, it's the same with Top Gun with me. It was on television uh, for so much as a kid, and I've seen the ending. Like I know he throws the fire extinguisher in his mouth, or, or maybe it was the scuba tank. I forget. Never saw the whole thing. But he throws something in his mouth and shoots it. Like I've seen that. So I know how it ends. So like, once you, you got s- the gist of it, but you've never sat through the entire movie. Yeah, and as a kid, you you know how it ends and how Jaws dies. So it's like, why would you ever? Go so, watch so because it. it was spoiled, you're just like, I don't want to watch this classic movie that everyone else has seen. You're just like, I'm yeah. out. And I feel like I've experienced it just by through osmosis of like hearing people talk about it. Are you going to be stubborn about this, or will you come with Mark and I to see Jaws in IMAX when it comes out in September? I'll buy your ticket. Yeah, okay, on, that's uh, what I was going to say. If you pay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Should we say hi to this lady? Sure, yeah. yeah. Few people, few of our listeners have sent us this clip. Uh, I had not heard of Sandy Brock until this morning, Jim, when you showed this to me. But she is a YouTube vlogger from the area. Yeah, yeah, she's a local farmer. I think she's just her, her husband, and her daughter on the farm, I think. I think mostly sheep farming and some cash cropping. From what I can understand from the vlog, 
but somebody sent it to us, or a couple people did, basically, because uh, she gave a very small shout-out to Taz and Jim. Um, she's got a pretty big YouTube channel, actually. Over 700,000 subscribers. And That's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, yeah. So she gave us a little bit of love. Apparently a fan of our segment, Hammered Concert Reviews. We have a pretty funny radio station from London that Mark and I listen to all the time. It's a rock station, and uh, there's two DJs, and we had a big, one of our very first rock concerts in London uh, called Rock the Park. It's a big music festival, and um, the first night, Alanis Morissette, she's Canadian, rock on, I love her so much, Um, she opened, she was a headliner the first night, so they did a, uh, they always do these fun little segments, and so they were just interviewing a pretty... Uh, intoxicated young lady, I think. She's going to hate her life the next day. <laughs> you know what? Common misconception about people participating in Hammer Concert Views regretting it the next day? I've never heard that anybody say they regret it. In fact, people say it's like a highlight of their life. And in fact, at Rock the Park... Highlight of their life! For real, dude, at Rock the Park, I interviewed a guy at Glorious Sons months ago, months ago, and at Rock the Park, he found me because he made me a t-shirt that specifically uh, memorialized like that moment that we had. Yeah, he put a quote, something that he said drunk to us. Yeah. He put a quote on a t-shirt, and he gave you that t-shirt and said, thank you, Jim. Yes. You made my life. Yes. Thank you for featuring me on Taz and Jim's Hammered Concert Reviews. And we're glad you and Mark enjoyed it, Sandy. Next time... Why don't you tell everybody with your 700,000 followers our names and the name of the radio station you're listening to? (laughs) Yeah, we should have done the same. So there's this YouTuber. (laughs) Her name's Sandy Brock. Give her a follow. She films her entire life out out on the farm, puts it out there for everybody to see. And we're we're happy to know you're listening to the Taz and Jim program and that you you like what you hear, Sandy. Yeah, yeah. And we'll uh, assumedly see you hammered at a concert very soon, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're coming for you, Sandy. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.